podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. After Liverpool have been beaten 1-0 by Everton, we're in Taggies, Neil Atkinson. I've got all the people around. I've got Josh Sexton, Andy McGovern, I've got John Gibbons, Andy Heaton producing. But I'm going to go to Philippa Smallwood first. For me, Philippa, it's one of the most frustrating periods I've ever had at Anfield. I just think Liverpool get going first 10. Look really good, and then it just disappears. You know, it was it was a difficult game for them, and they made it more and more difficult themselves. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just really, really frustrating because, like you said, it started really, really well in the first ten minutes. Should have had a goal, if not two, and then it was almost like because we hadn't got that goal, it knocked the stuffing out of us a little bit. Um, and for me, Everton. We kind of played into their hands. Um, you know, we allowed them to have the ball when we shouldn't have done. We should have kept the pressure on, and then they get the goal, and it it kind of it kind of did the opposite of what we needed to happen. We needed to be in control of that game, and you know, we needed to get that goal ahead. And as soon as Everton got it, I knew full well that you know we were going to struggle to to get back into it because it just it really does play into Everton's hands there. Uh, it's one John where you. You're urging them. Uh, you're feeling like they're going to get somewhere, going to get going. But every single time, I felt like they could get some momentum up. Something stopped. Something knocked it to one side. A break in play. Uh, just being a little bit sloppy. Every single time, I thought they're going to get this back here. They just never quite got back to where they were for the first 15. Yeah, they start like a train, don't they? And it's brilliant. And you know, there was big queues to get in and stuff like that. And I was you know, trying to paint a positive on that. You know, it took me 20 minutes to get in. And you're like, well, at least there's loads of people here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like. You'd rather that than, than sort of no one, and we just got in for kickoff, and we wanted to be a little bit early, not obviously. And then we get in, and they just start so well. They put the ball in the net, it looked fine to me. I mean, I'm in the cop, you know, nothing. I didn't even check, I was that yeah. certain. I don't know what was wrong with it. Yeah, it's, it looked like to say it was, it was Missy rather than sort of Taylor, but. But it was it was it was one of those where you just you just looking at it and then and then and Kevy hits the bar and you just kind of you think this could be a great day and then I don't know whether it's because it doesn't quite happen for them or Everton have that one chance where it's it's, it's a really good one she just seems to miss it doesn't she and whether that spooks Liverpool a little bit and, and Everton's confidence go but they just can't can't quite turn it round and it's just a little bit it's frustrating really I don't think. If he, I don't think he had the manager had his time again, he picked the same team. I don't think it really worked. I think, you know, I understand the frustration to, to, to throw your new star striker in. And, and listen, we, you know, I was with Josh in the pub before the game and Mike, and we were made up. We were trying to bet on it to score, and no one had it. <laughs> None of the bookies sort of had it down because they weren't expecting it. And, and so, you know, I mean, so this isn't me sort of, you know, criticising you know, too much, but I, I think it was a gamble that didn't pay off with the forward because. She's not, she's not Katie Stengel in terms of how she plays, but they were always looking at her like she was trying to be the focal point. And she was, she was making runs around the back, and they were trying to play it short. They just looked like they hadn't trained with her, and I don't think they have. She's obviously there for the goal as well, which is a little bit unfortunate. You know, whether it's not quite worked out in terms of like you know, set pieces, what she'd be doing. She just didn't look like she knew her teammates, and that's a problem when you're only playing one up top. Really, when your focal point is is sort of switched in with the team, it's it's not ideal. So. But then, I don't think the subs particularly work either. I didn't really see. see I, I thought some of the subs did okay, but in terms of like it, contru- it going to, towards a team that, that made sense, I don't think it did either. So, yeah, just a dead frustrated day, Neil. Were you frustrated, Ali? Uh, no, no. I mean, I would have liked to have won, but this fixture last season went so much worse, and 
I feel like I have been through an emotional roller coaster with a lot of these players and with this side. And I will agree with Mr. Gibbons in what he said about the build-up to the match because it was fantastic. It was great to see so many people there. I mean, obviously, in future years, we want all four sides of the ground open. Please, Liverpool. Um, and I would agree with you. It's very exciting. Absolutely cracking crowd today. Um, they did so much better. I would have liked to have won, but I just felt... You know, it is a team that is changing and, you know, they're at the right end of the table and it was difficult for us today. I mean, I've got so much to say about the fact that we need to play at Anfield all the time because I feel one of the things that people might not realise is that I watch that side all the time play at home at Prenton Park and they... They are at home, but not at home today. And I felt that nervousness. I don't think people quite understand what it is for your home as a football player to not be your home. And if we want Liverpool women to play at Anfield, which they should, they need to play there more. Otherwise, they're going to run out to that big, massive ground and it not feel quite right. And I felt some of the nervousness was about that as well. And then when they got the goal disallowed, yeah, they don't pick up from there again. But they don't do that badly. And it's so much better than it was. It is a work in progress, but not frustrating. Just to me, it seems like... I want this journey to go on. To me, that's not a frustration. It's just a desire. For me, Philippa, the Anfield factor hits 15 in. I think when it's not gone well, and there is the big emotional... What was interesting was the players were still congratulating Cairns after it had been disallowed. And that sort of struck me as, you know, they felt that they was, it felt so significant for yep. her. They were doing that, as, as, as being pointed out. Holland hit the bar, uh, which could, could have made things a little bit different. But I, I feel as though that was suddenly when it became a little bit like... Oh, we're at Anfield. The pitch is a bit different. It's working like this. And I don't think Everton do anything special to get themselves into the game. Liverpool just sort of let them... They just get in through that crack that suddenly hits through Liverpool's psyche. Yeah, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, it was a set piece that they scored from. Um, you know, the marking isn't great there. And like John said before, maybe that's down to, you know, players not quite knowing what they should be doing and where they should be for that. Um, I do kind of understand what Ali's saying there about making Anfield our home and you know this is the second time this team has played at Anfield and I think it is a massive thing last season when we played there we were completely overawed by the occasion I do think it crept in a little bit today as well um, you know and I don't think it's to do with the size of crowds or anything like that we went and played away at Arsenal and were absolutely fantastic there so I don't think that's the issue I think Ali's probably hit the nail on the head it's it's your home game but it's not your home stadium um, I, I would actually like the club to pick something other than the derby as a match to have at Anfield as well um, I agree I couldn't agree more with literally, that literally so I agree so strongly with I that I, you know it's great you know I know why they're doing it it's because they think that's the game that's going to get the biggest crowd but it's such a massive game and it's about being on top in, in Merseyside and, you know, being the team. But, you know, we kind of need to take the pressure off a little bit. Play against a team that, you know, we've got more of a chance of beating maybe. Um, you know, play play somebody like Man United or Man City. I've, I've or got an idea. I've got an idea. Why don't we play all the teams at Anfield <laughs> all the time? I mean, it's... Then, then we won't have this issue of, like, the occasion. I mean... I do think there was a lot of sort of slight out of positions, slight missed balls that you don't normally see from players. Taylor Hines 
I think is great. She looked a bit alone at times in a way that she never normally does. And some of, some of that is about making progress as a side. And some of it is about, you know, just need to play at Anfield all the time. How many times <laughs> have I said that now? <laughs> it's, it's hard to disagree. We sort of talked about this in press comments extra on Friday, me, me and Andy. It's, it's, you know, they're, they're now training at a world-class facility in, in, in Melwood. And the manager spoke about that in his pre-match press comments as well, how much of a difference that's made to the quality of the training, to, to their nutrition and all these sort of little, you know, almost like finer margins, things that Liverpool have been able to tweak by, by being at a better facility. They deserve to be on a, on a world-class, you know, stadium stage as well and, and they get the chance to do that today. But as you say, Ali, they, are, they do sort of look overawed by the occasion and we shouldn't be disappointing them for that. You know, it's, it's, it's a young squad, it's, it's a new squad. We're looking at a defence there today, which has got, you know, Gemma Bonner, who's a, a Liverpool women's style war, but, you know, Grace Fisk and, and Jenna Clark, who, who've both come in and, and, you know, been so so good since they've come in but they've almost set themselves at an expectation level already where we're expecting them to, to, to be right up there delivering those levels that you, you forget that they're, they're brand new players at, at the club so there's there's loads of positives you can still take there's, there's, there's sort of frustration as well in terms of how the game goes but you know loads for Liverpool to still feel like they can build off given their start to the season as a whole one of the things that I found difficult, Josh, was I felt that they were just, as as it crept in from about 15 minutes onwards, they were just becoming slower and moving the ball. And that was, the for me, the key the key issue, was, there was they weren't missing people out anymore. It wasn't like, for instance, we'll do this we'll do this faster. They weren't prepared to play from the back, direct into feet, into Fuka, when she was screaming for it over and over she again. She was, she was. And actually, when she managed to get a bit of time on the ball, you could see the difference that uh, she was making. The, the class was unreal, but they were, they were nervous about pinging it into her, because they were thinking, well, if this gets nicked away, then Fuka wants it. She's saying, put it there. I'll be absolutely fine. They started to second guess themselves a little bit. As I say, mm. there was times where balls were on, they weren't playing them. There was times where balls weren't on, and they were playing them. And it is that second guessing that creeps in, especially through that first half period. And that's where I still ultimately think they're a team who, who are a little bit caught between two stools. And you, and you see it there in, in the first half, in particular, where you know there's there's it's not as much sort of opportunity. It doesn't feel like for them for them to get wing play. And that's where you know, as, as Ali said, almost then it becomes in the second half. Taylor's by herself loads because suddenly they've ditched the idea of doing wing play and they're trying to go through the middle a bit more but then Everton are sat in a shape then at that point and they're compact and in the first half they sort of weren't going through the centre enough and they were going down the wings a bit too much and you know there's so much quality in, in, in the centre of that midfield I just I just said when I came in and sat down next to Philippa there I'd really like Hovinger I just think she's, yeah. she's such a player um, we, we know the quality of, of Kerry Holland and Fuka. I think Kerry just tired as, as the game went on and the legs sort of went from she was really good at the her. start of the game she though so good. really she's good just, she's just a, she's just a, you know a, a, for me on, on the cusp of being a, a, a genuinely world-class player that's that's the sort of level I would put Kerry Holland I, I, I was terrified of, of losing her in the summer I'm so glad that we got her to sort of sign the contracts extension um, and then yeah like like John said it, it looked like a, a, a brand new forward up top who was who was sort of struggling maybe a little bit with what she was being asked struggling to sort of bring her teammates into it Missy Bowen in a pretty unnatural position and, and then I just think he makes he makes almost too many subs at the time he makes them and they, and they completely lose structure and that's where they started to try and go down the middle more when maybe they should have been going to the wings and, and trying to sort of get more more of their chances and ha have Tasha Flint sort of feeding off the scraps of what Everton can, can leave around the six-yard box but yeah it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough watch at, at times in the second half when you did want them to, to push on a bit more Yeah, I mean just on um, Sophie Roman Hogg up top I felt like Everton dealt with her really, really well they, they just had two two players on her constantly. Um, every time she got the ball up, it was very difficult for her to keep hold of it because there was just constantly players in and around her. Um, and I think 
you know, we, we, we don't want to live in the past, but, you know, maybe that game called for somebody who could hold the ball up a little bit better than what she could. Um, you know, and that's... You AKA know, Katie Stengel. A Katie Stengel, yeah. I mean, let's not beat around the we bush. She was today. massive. We missed her today. Yeah, we but did. That's, that's okay. Like, teams change. It becomes hard. Like, But we did miss her today. Yeah, we did. And, it, you know, even when, you know... Tash Flint comes on. I didn't think that she did particularly well at that either. Um, so, you know, we, we we do have to kind of acknowledge that, like we say, you know, these are a lot of new players that are coming in and trying to get used to one another and trying to get used to how Matt wants them to play and what, what he's asking them to do. Um, and, you know, if we're being brutally honest, you know, if we just said... At the start of the season, we'd be on six points. At the start of this, oh, we'd, you know, we'd, this we'd, have all we'd all took six after three games. Absolutely, uh, you know, especially with the the tough start that we had. So it's just disappointing that you know today when you you come in with the six points already in your back pocket and you kind of feel the pressures off. It felt like the pressure was on them for for some reason. Um, Everton were also really good. Like they were incredibly strong defensively. They kept their shape. They noticed when we when we lost our shape. And uh, I did say I had a lot to say. Uh, I'm happy with you having a lot to say. I'm just not at all happy with people praising Everton on an Anfield <laughs> show. <laughs> you, but you crack on. They were good. What of it? It's a point of view. Uh, some would say it's valid. <laughs> I think when we talk about frustration, like they'll be frustrated as well. They, they'll mm. Massively, massively. Oh, yeah. They'll be disappointed. The manager will be looking at it thinking, did I pick the right team? Did I make the right subs? You know, I said them I'm wrong. But they'll be looking at that and thinking, we've not given you know, the accounts of ourselves that we know, that, that we're capable of, and, and that will frustrate them. And that's where, you know, I th- I th- the, work, the idea of a work in progress, I think, is, is completely fair. And I think, you know, it will take a little bit of time for the... for the Is that okay? Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Don't keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it will take a little bit of time for this new team to gel, and we are ahead of schedule in terms of the points that we've got. You know, we'll take all that, but then... I just, we have just lost watch the team lose the Mazes at Derby and, and, and not play well and, and, yes. and, and not sort of give an account of themselves that that you know we were all sort of hoping to and I said in the in the preview I thought if they get one they'll get three and I still stand by that. I think if that if the if the goal goes in I think it's if the, if the goal's given I think it's two 0 yeah. by twenty. Yeah, because because the because the red hot and I think that can sort of happen and you know but so it, it could be a sort of a very different game but I <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. So, so I'm not worried looking at any of that because I think that, I think we've got a really good manager, and I think that's worth saying. I think he, he, he gambled and got it wrong today. That can happen. The, the subs didn't quite happen for him, but listen, that can happen as well. You know, because you don't always know how someone's going to play when they sort of come on. But I think the manager will get it right, and it maybe will take a little bit more time. I was just looking forward to seeing Liverpool top of the league on taggies. I drove nice. up, going, "How early are you going to sing Liverpool top of the league?" You get Neil and let Neil finish his intro. Yeah, yeah. You'd kick off if someone then didn't let yeah. you finish your intro. John. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it ultimately becomes another game where they just miss Leanne Kane a bit as well. They they, they almost miss that that just that bit of pace up top and it's where I, I, I wanted to see him do Mia Enderby and then when Mia Enderby comes on she, it almost feels like she's feeding off scraps as well it feels like there is just that disconnect between the midfield and, and the forward line and maybe that's something for him to have a bit of a think about in, in terms of his shape and in terms of you know how he structures that team whether whether he can do a bit more of that going forward Last part of it Philip it is all said before you know we'd have all took six from the first three that's the way in which it goes it isn't It isn't about there not being reasons to be cheerful that isn't what's in there at all you can see good players as well over the course of the game in little flashes it is that you know to, to, to go back to Ali's point play 11 of these at Anfield by all means 
But to go to your point, if you're going to pick one, maybe it just shouldn't be this one. And that, that I think, is, is something that's worth bearing in mind now, you know, because it does now feel as though it, if Liverpool aren't careful, they're going to create a, a constant dark night of the soul for themselves over and over again. Like, if it's if next season there's only one game in the first half of the season at Anfield and it's Everton at home, again, it'll feel like, oh, God, this is what we're doing to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> I think I said before, I've I've never actually seen Liverpool women beat Everton women. And to kind of pick that as your match that you're going to keep playing at Anfield and the only match that you're going to Is it a bit out of the fixture landed, though? It's international weekend, it's the they second home game. They ask, they for, ask it. for it. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They ask for it. Because this is supposed to be like Women's Football Weekend. So I, I, I understand it. I just think, you know, we need to kind of move away from it. You know, stop putting the pressure on by keep picking that as the fixture that you're having at Anfield every time. Everton know they've kind of got this hoodoo over us at the minute. Do something different. Play that one at Prenton. Pack out Prenton. Yeah. You know, get, get 12... How many does Prenton hold? 18,000, something like that? S- something like that. But the, the thing is, without going too into the like, psychology of it all, right... Prenton Park, like we can argue about it or whatever, but like it has become a place where other teams in our league don't actually like coming. Now, I want them to play, have I mentioned, every game at Anfield so that we can make that at the fortress. But I totally agree with Philippa. It's like there is more than one way to do this. And I think why, why are we, as you just said, Neil, why are we making this squad for our own back? I think there are some like structural issues with the side like it is it is a changing side as we move up but do you think they're a forward light today I think they're an attacker light I yeah. think when they're on top they're yeah, an attacker light yeah, yeah. one I, more likely goal scorer yeah, I, them I'm, looking, I'm not quite sure who Liverpool's fourth likeliest goal scorer is if you see what I mean yeah no I, 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 I agree with that and also we have we have had this big shift away from like what Katie Stengel used to do which was would have been perfect for this game today so I do agree, I do agree with that I think also, it, it just the subs. It really wasn't clear what was supposed to be happening. Uh, you know, Enderby was like obviously like screaming for the ball at times, and then would get it and have no clear path. So like that was all of a bit of a confusion, um, and and they need to work on that. But like you know, we've got we've got a good run of games. You know, where that can happen, and I totally agree. Like if if somebody had said to me, you know, six points from nine, I'd have been absolutely happy days. That is absolutely fine at this point in the season. Also, I think, I know I'm not supposed to be talking about Everton, but, you know, I never knowingly stick to the rules. So if um, <laughs> actually what people are not thinking about is it from their point of view, you know, they like those are their first points today. And it's nice to see like, Tony Duggan. Yeah, yeah, like, of course. No, it wasn't. Sorry? It was nice to see Tony. Not, not when she's not in red, it's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could have sorted that. Well, no, that extra but forward also, also, that we need. So, so they're like... for yourself the biggest game of Everton season. Right, so it was the biggest game of their season, arguably. You know, it is... It's a very, very important... And a free hit at the same time. It, it, it's a very, very important game for them. But also, can I just mention, like, in the history of there being those... Um, mosaic things at Anfield you know commemorating and celebrating all kinds of people there never has been one for a woman and today Natasha Dowie you know got that honour and that is a massive deal it's a huge thing it may may not seem like it but every single thing that we smash through that a woman has never done that now a woman has done it, it really gets me every single time and I'm so proud and happy that we did that today 
it's why I'm so gutted. Come back to you, Ali. The Cairns goal wasn't given. Agree, agree, agree. No, you, no, you could see what I, I meant to hear in that moment. You know, I, like genuinely, it was like, like it was so perfect at that moment. This I, game felt like a different mm, game, and there's Cairns I, putting in the back. Agree, of the and I've just minutes. been I've just been trying to watch the replay. Um, like halfway across the bar I, I can't quite see I mean it still sort of looks like it was a goal right so yeah. we'll see uh, Heaton saying it's a goal it was a goal well, it, well if Andy Heaton says it was a goal then who then am we'll, I to argue we'll, we'll trust you. Phil Blundell messaged immediately and said that should stand for me uh, yeah. so between Phil and Andy we can't argue with the facts <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately uh, player of the match John who are you going for I'd go for Kerry Holland uh, because I just thought she was the one always willing it to try and make it happen towards the end and I thought in terms of who played the 90, I thought she was the strongest player. Uh, Jenna Clark for me, absolutely loved her. I think she's she's. It was like interesting he took Bonner off and moved her into yeah, the middle. That she, was she that was an like interesting thing. She looks like she can carry it into midfield. She's 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 got a, a bit of everything for me. I'm I'm, I'm dead excited by by the new defence in general. But she she might be the defender that I'm solely most excited about. Yeah, I, I totally agree on Jenna Clark. Um, I think from the first three games, she's probably the player that stood out the most for me. Um, you know, there was moments in today's game where I just thought she snuffed out danger. Um, and, you know, we probably haven't had that the last couple of seasons for me. Um, so it's just really good to see a, a dominant centre-half. The goalkeeper, she was absolutely brilliant. She makes some great saves. And right at the end when we get a corner, she, like, legs it up, up the pitch to try even at that late stage to get a point she looked absolutely gutted when she had to walk all the way back to get her, to get her stuff like not because not because it was miles but because <laughs> like just because they'd lost her I, I really fell for her like she looked absolutely gutted at the all, the, all the way through she was absolutely urging them on okay uh, excellent stuff uh, apologies if you were sitting near me at the game uh, you'll have heard the Lord's name used less at mass today um, <laughs> if you went uh, it was like a series of bidding prayers uh, around where I was uh, and on an endless series of bidding prayers uh, thank you very much Andy for producing uh, for Ali, Philippa, Josh, John and the marvellous Ted uh, it's been a pleasure throughout uh, that's the pink Sports Social Podcast Network